Hey everyone, welcome to Watch Podcast, where we discuss topics, ideas, current affairs, and many more things which concern us in today's time. This is episode number one of the podcast. I would have started much earlier, but thanks to Corona lockdown in country, I could not. So here we are with first episode. The topic for today is, is Hindutva winner in long run. Now you might be a supporter or opponent or a person who is indifferent to the ideology. But this is something which is changing our country on an unimaginable scale. And it's very important for us to care about it. When Savarkar was sent to Kalapani in Andamans, probably even he did not know that the ideas he would come up with in those small unlivable cells would change the course of history so drastically for a country so big. Over the time, Savarkar wrote many poems on the walls of the cell. And just to spite him, his jailer used to get the walls painted from time to time. And all his work used to get lost. So he started making fellow prisoners remember his poems by heart. And that's how all his works have survived till today. Well, most of them. After seeing his fellow deportees, especially Hindus, suffering at the hands of Muslims, he came up with the concept of Hindutva. The condition in cells was very torturous, and to escape that, Muslim prisoners used to ally themselves with British officials and used to inflict pain upon Hindus and Sikhs to gain converts. The most important work of Savarkar was Essentials of Hindutva and what it takes to be a Hindu. We are not going to discuss the content of the book in great detail. Instead, we are going to discuss that why did this idea propounded by Savarkar manage to stand the test of time and survive, while at one time it was considered absolutely ludicrous to even mention it. To understand this, we must first understand that how do ideas work in a society? And how do they evolve, then attain their peak and eventually die? Any original idea, and here the emphasis strictly is on the original part, which develops, say, in a particular place, it involves the realities of that place and develops accordingly. Then, if it's evolutionary, people adopt that idea and they start following it. Then the seeds of discontent are sown by the people who are opposed to that idea. The discontent group comes up with another idea, which is called an antithesis of the original idea. If the antithesis stands the test of time and evolutionary nature, then people start adopting it. And slowly the old idea starts losing its charm. This cycle goes on and on and on. One idea, then another antithesis to that idea, then old idea dies, then the original antithesis becomes the main idea, and so on. Now let's bring that same logic and apply to Hindutva. I cannot recall any significant idea being developed in modern India, maybe except Gandhi's Satyagraha, but it had its own problems. It assumed the sufferer to be a weak destitute and then advised him to win over his oppressor with love. 
there was no place for violence in Gandhi Satyagraha. So a person with an attitude of a fighter, for him this idea was like a black pill, which only breaks the person psychologically and then expects him to bear the suffering till the point the oppressor gives it up out of pity. It was bound to fail. It gained some traction because of cult of Gandhi and also there were other factors at play during freedom movement. But it was clearly not the idea to make this nation stronger and a power to reckon with. Then came Hindutva and it had something to offer to every class of Indian society. It was against caste or for that matter any orthodox practice which was holding Indian society backwards. It was pro-science, strongly pro-science, militantly pro-science. It had response for every other obstacles Indian society was facing. And also it had response for the predatory nature of conversion and violence of other ideologies. Since the religious conversion in cells of the Andamans was the original trigger for Savarkar to come up with this idea, he ran Suddhi movements in jail itself. Now let's discuss why Hindutva has competitive edge over other similar ideas which deal with politics and culture. First point would be that there are no original ideas to begin with in modern India. So Hindutva is the beginner and it has all the advantages of a local product. But it was at a disadvantage with the global multinational ideas like communism, Islam, socialism and secularism. But what was good for Hindutva is that it has the originality of India and it was not an import. So Hindutva was sprung up in the mind of an Indian thinker for Indian people. That's the first reason which I can think of which is responsible for the rise of Hindutva. Point number two would be the fact that it gives dignity to oppressed class like no idea has. Now it's debatable that whether Gandhi's and Ambedkar's, Ambedkar's attempts were they were significant attempts but were they as fruitful as Hindutva has been? We can debate that. But Hindutva gives that upward mobility to oppressed class like no other idea has. It's inclusive, not exclusive. Point number three, its comparison with other import ideologies like secularism and communism. And if you are not living under a rock, you have read media reports from either India or abroad, you would always get to hear the phrase that Hindutva and secularism are at loggerheads with each other. And a true Hindutva country would be the death of secularism in India. If you remember, as you discussed earlier, that's how ideas work. It might sound very dystopian, but a secularism as an idea could survive only that long as it did not have a competitor. Now it has one and it has, it has become quite mainstream as well. Also, secularism in true sense is just Protestant Christianity. So Hindutva is bound to be at loggerheads with this idea. Another thing which works in favor of Hindutva is that it does not have an antithesis so far and all its opponents still rely on the same old ideas to which Hindutva has beaten to be the dominant ideology of this country. It's like trying to beat a sniper with a pistol and at the same time being at a 500 meter distance. You can't do that. Next question we must ask is about negative press Hindutva gets and why is that so?
And for that, I would say that we can all agree keeping our ideological biases at bay that playing any game with the rules set by others, you'll always be at disadvantage. And all the import ideas are exactly doing that. They are trying to fit a big pizza in a mug. You know, it's only going to ruin the pizza. So those who came up with the mug for pizza are not going to like it being rejected. It's only natural. The thing we ignore about its fundamental nature is that it was meant to make Indians psychologically stronger in the face of adversity. And the sheer amount of negative press coverage only enforces that belief of Hindutva supporters that world is out there to get them, thus solidifying its base more and more. Now other parties are playing by the rules set by Hindutva and they don't know how to defeat it, till now at least. Our last question is then what is the future of Hindutva? And the answer to that in my opinion, it's strongly my opinion, is that it still hasn't attained its peak. Hindutva in 2020 is like a train which has just left the station. It might as well break down just after a small journey, but it has the potential to go long one. Remember here we are not discussing if Hindutva is good or bad. Instead we are discussing the idea that why it might have competitive edge and what's the future of it. RSS chief once said that the future of Hindutva is that the election in around 2030 would be fought among two Hindutva national parties. So we have to wait and see and maybe come up with an antithesis before that. But remember, it took more than 100 years for Hindutva to bear fruit. And it might take the antithesis idea even more. So if RSS chief says what I just told you, we need to seriously ponder over this. And he is not just shooting in thin air. So that was today's episode. Is Hindutva winner in long run? What do you think about it? I have tried to answer questions which I thought should have been answered. If you still have any, then send me through the different platforms you are getting this podcast from. That would be today's wrap. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Stay home. Stay safe. Bye-bye.